0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering
0: your success. You like the Just Baseball show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never seen before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and much more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> We have one week of baseball left this is the just baseball show I'm Peter Apple and I'm joined with Arm Layton and we have a lot to talk about today not only is there just a week left of the baseball season but we got Yankees versus Red Sox to talk about AL wildcard showdown the NL MVP race is tightening like you couldn't imagine and so is the NL Cy Young race before we get into it all Jack, who is not on this episode. He is currently traveling from Fort Wayne back to Chicago. He's moving in. So I'm joined by the genius, Arm Layton. And he's fired, by the and way. He, oh, yeah, he's fired until he until comes tomorrow. back for the next episode. Yes,
1: he's on temporary leave. Um, but to, to go back to what you're saying, dude, like we've got a week left in the season, and there's so much left undecided, whether it's playoffs, so awards, whether it's any. Literally the only two awards that are clear cut. Maybe I'm missing one, but just off the top of my head is the Shohei Ohtani Award in the AL, and then Comeback Player of the Year in the AL because Trey Mancini is the best comeback ever. So those two, that's it. That's Those are done. Everything else, dude, it's up in the air, and I love it. I love that, it.
0: That's such a great point. Trey Mancini, absolute lock, AL Comeback Player of the Year. The AL Cy Young race, it was funny, we were talking about it. I think it is so close. It is. It's crazy. That the winner will actually be whoever has the best last start between Robbie Ray and Garrett Cole. And I hate to simplify it to that. It's just the numbers are so incredibly close. The storylines match up. I do really think that I guess the, the recency bias of the final stretch, I think will decide an AL Cy Young. What do you think about that?
1: The interesting thing with the AL side of it, and to kind of build off of your point there is that both Robbie Ray and Garrett Cole, they've been phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. But they've also had like these micro ups and downs. And we're talking about to their standards, right? Like for for their standards, they've had these slight moments here where they give up some bombs, one blow up start here or there. Uh, So it's always been one of those things where nobody's quite run away with it. And you said it to me before, and I agree, and you kind of just said it now. One or two more outings here, it's probably going to be one more each that could decide it. Like that could be what puts them over the top. And I love that. I love that. I am really interested to see how these guys come out. Obviously they're more focused on the postseason implications because both of them uh, really need to pitch well to help send their team to the postseason. Exactly. But you know, that that's a, that's another thing that if it wasn't on their mind or if they said it wasn't on their mind, they're lying to you. Of course it is. There's just something on the forefront right now, which is that they have to pitch well to keep pitching. Uh, so I, I love that component to it also that these guys are battling it out for the AL Cy Young while also battling it out for potentially the final playoff spot in the AL Wild Card. So you just have so much that is just so tight right now. And I think it's the best thing for baseball. It's like an appetizer of playoff baseball before playoff baseball.
0: It is an appetizer of playoff baseball before playoff baseball. That is the perfect way to word it. And we're going to give you a lowdown on all the races. But before we do that, I have a very important battle, probably more important than any baseball battle that there is. It's week three of the fantasy football season. I'm currently winning 140.72, and this is coming out on a Tuesday, but we're recording on a Monday. So we got Monday night football tonight, Cowboys versus Eagles. I'm winning 140.72 to 113.14 over Jack McMullen. I'm ahead by about 27 points. He has Amari Cooper, and devonta smith two wide receivers one on the cowboys one on the eagles and i have greg Zerline, the kicker for the cowboys
1: and it's half ppr right? it's
0: half ppr
1: I, I like your spot i, I think right? i'd rather be you
0: but i'm so nervous devonta smith is so talented
1: yeah i just don't know if it's his time yet i don't know <sighs> This is going to be a weird game. There's one of those games where I know you talk about like the betting picks you give out and stuff. Cowboys Eagles is a game. I'm if I'm betting, I'm not touching that game with a 10 foot pole. Like we'll give out picks for fun. Like I'm sure there's stuff that you like within the game. Maybe you're different for me. Anytime it's Cowboys Eagles, any of those kind of middling, weird, unpredictable teams, I don't want to touch it. And it kind of trickles into the fantasy side. I could see Amari Cooper having a 30 piece tonight. I could see him having three catches for 39 yards. And that's what bugs me out. Uh, I, I don't believe in uh, Philly at all. I think their defense isn't great. I think they're, I honestly think they're going to lose 10 plus games. I'm hoping for your sake, what ends up happening is Cowboys get up early. They don't throw that much. Uh, Cooper doesn't do too much. And you just have to pray that Devonte Smith doesn't uh, go crazy in uh, garbage time. And I think you should be fine. I think, I think you're in business and Jack's team's fraudulent. I'll just Jack's say team that. is fraudulent. Jack's team is garbage. He <laughs> drafted a bunch of like college players that he liked, and it worked week one. He he curb stomped me, which sucks because I roasted his team, and he curb stomped me. Uh, but I I will be in the playoffs, and Jack McMullen will not. And and I'll be on record saying that one right there. We can we can come back to this one like we did with the awards.
0: The thing is, I had a vision, and I said it in my not gambling advice video, and it's never gambling advice but I did have a vision and that vision was the Dallas Cowboys. And this is coming out tomorrow. Hold me to this Dallas Cowboys will win this game. 27 to 24. Eagles will cover. It will go under as of right now, 68% of the public is on the over. And I think a 70% clip is on the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh, primetime game. The public usually doesn't win. So combined with the vision from an interdimensional being, and the public going all over the Cowboys and the over. The Eagles and the under are the best bets.
1: Are these now. visions a thing for you? Is, is that, oh, absolutely. Is, I was Dominguez, chosen. Does,
0: I was to chosen. Your dreams. I was chosen from interdimensional beings. To give out winners. You know how Thor was chosen with the hammer. I was chosen to give out winners.
1: But, only but we like all have our sticks. It's a good clip. It's a really good. It's a handicap clip. But you were chosen just to do it like. Like well, a professional level, well, but like not a hundred percent. You can't, but that would be too too obvious.
0: Well, well, what the interdimensional gods are saying is like they can't give me a hundred percent of picks. Then they give away their secrets. They're interdimensional. They can't. It's kind of like aliens walking among us.
1: They can't give it away in 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 some way. Is Dominguez? He is the alien
0: walking among us. But they can. They can flash up, right? Dominguez can't hit a thousand. He's got to hit. 250 and have some struggle. So you think he's human. Same with me. They're having
1: him K a lot right
0: now. (laughs) On purpose, though.
1: (laughs) Yes. It's it's not. I'm gonna write that in the next Dominguez (laughs) write-up.
0: It's it's not it's they just they can't have it be so good. They they just can't. They can't give themselves away. But we we've talked a lot of nonsense. We've talked a lot of nonsense. I do think I'm going to win this fantasy football matchup. Not totally positive, but. I, I am that. confident in it. What I am confident in about is my vision of Monday night football, but we are the just baseball show. So let's talk about just baseball. Did you
1: envision a sweep of Red Sox, Yankees, the Yankees sweeping the Sox at Fenway? Come on. Was that a vision?
0: So it's funny. Okay. I was speaking with one of my contacts with the Yankees before the series started. It was Garrett Cole versus Nate Ivaldi, game one. And I texted him and I was like, what do you think about Yankees Red Sox? And he's like, it's all about momentum. Can we get off to a good start? And I was like, you know what? You're right. If the Yankees score big early off Evaldi, we're going to win this series. I don't know if we're going to sweep, but we're going to win this series because momentum is so important. The Yankees, I've been screaming into the mic about this all year. This is the most volatile team in the world. They win a bunch of games and they look like they can't be stopped. Then they lose a bunch of games and they look like the Pittsburgh Pirates. You don't get either or. So if the Yankees are going to, perform well they have to start out hot what happens seven runs in the third inning third inning off Ivaldi. he sends me a text saying I told you so we're gonna sweep and I said no way I don't know if we're gonna sweep and look at what happened they swept that's how the Yankees are yeah I
1: I I thought they would win the series I did not think they would win last night's game and we're gonna get into last night's game (laughs) because that was a shit show Uh, but a wonderful shit show. I really enjoyed it. Uh, But yeah, I mean, the Yankees are a team, man. Like when it's clicking offensively, come on. There's no lineup. There's very few. I mean, the Blue Jays, I'd probably say, are are pretty darn scary too But they're young. But when the Yankees are clicking on all cylinders, that's a scary, scary lineup, especially when Stanton is locked in. Because Judge is more of that, I know he strikes out, but he's more of that pure hitter. And you're always a little skeptical of Judge. Stanton's more... Uh, or skeptical nervous is yeah. what i mean by that. With Stanton, he's so hot and cold. There's times where even though he is one of the best power hitters in the game, I'm not worried about him. I'm not scared mm-hmm. of him. But when he's on, he's the sca- he's Barry Bonds level scary almost. And that's where it's really crazy right now because i think Stanton is locked in on that level. Judge is judge. If just Joey Gallo could settle in a little bit, a little bit Shrek's this team is terrifying. Uh, But what I liked is they won despite that Uh, Gallo didn't even play good defense and they won, Uh, but you're seeing this team play better all the way around. I think that they are finally figuring out who they are and how they want to attack and how they want to win. And it's not always just some guy stepping up and hitting a bomb. They, they have confidence now that they can string together some hits. They have confidence that they can work good ABs. It's not always just like, okay, who's going to bail us out with the three run bomb right now. And uh, I think that, I mean, that'll still happen a ton, but I don't think there's relying on that, which is huge for the Yankees. And also I'm believing in the pitching more and more. I mean, a a little bit more every day, Uh, but you know, Chapman, as we've talked about all year long, that's, that's a big X factor uh, for, for this team. But well, if he comes back, then I'm feeling, I'm feeling good about the Yankees.
0: At least Chapman did look good last night when he closed out the game against the Red Sox. Um, Clay Holmes is elite. Clay Holmes is seriously fantastic. Lawizga, Jameson Tyone just got reinstated from the IL. So he'll be back in the rotation. Luis Severino we've seen in the bullpen. He's actually looked pretty good too. I don't think that he's ready for starts in the playoffs, but I think he can be very effective out of the bullpen. And everybody wants to talk about in the final game of the Yankees Red Sox series, the Yankees were losing. There was a runner on second base or there's runners in scoring position. Aaron Judge. Strikes out, and I'm holding up quotations. He struck out. He struck out. You know what? That's not what the umpire called. Joe West. Yeah, he's a good umpire too. Accurate umpire. Has always had a hit. No history of being inaccurate. Never. And he's very young and vibrant and kind. Very kind, young, vibrant Joe West. Gets the call right again. Aaron Judge swung. They said it was on the transfer the people of Twitter. You know what? The umpire called it. He called it. I don't even. Do- <laughs> they don't even do You
1: know, so it's funny. You can, I don't even you know what rebu- he called it. Did, call rebu- it drop third did he call it a foul ball? What did he call it? He called it nothing. He said strike three. Or, or no, I mean, so, sorry. He called nothing. He did, did that nothing.
0: That was the most and insane thing. thing. And then he I just said joking. foul ball. I was joking before. Obviously, it was a bad call. And the Yankees lucked out of it. Aaron Judge, to give you a summary, swings through a ball. On the transfer, the catcher drops it. And they yeah. just basically play on. Yeah. And then judge hits a double in the gap and Stanton follows through with the big home run for the Yankees to end up winning that game. And Red Sox Twitter was on, on fire that, saying too. the game doesn't count. I, if I was a Yankee fan or if I was a, if I was on the opposite side of that, I would have
1: oh, died geez. inside.
0: You would have on the mind. good side of that really felt good.
1: See as a guy who, who is very impartial, um, Yes. When it comes to just baseball in general, because I've talked about this, my team sucks and I'm just removed from from the fandom that is affecting any team that's in this. I just want to see crazy stuff happen. I said it before that even happened. I said, I don't care what happens in this game. I just want it to be heartbreaking. And it was exactly <laughs> what I wanted. It was exactly what I wanted. I, I want to see Red Sox someone and to suffer. Yes. I want you guys to suffer and just deal with, with misery. I'm, I'm so glad you're happy and it's great because it came at the expense of Kobe's happiness. And yes. was, that is really cool to me. I enjoy <laughs> that. And um, you know, my team hasn't finished over 500 in 2009. So I'm going to always enjoy that. But the, the one thing, thing I want to go back to on West is they say you can't review drop third strikes and, and that kind of thing. I think you also just can't review Joe West calls because he's so good and never misses. He's, um, he's, he's never been
0: wrong. Player. I bet you the
1: people from New York are like, Joe, uh, you you got this one wrong. You got to switch. And he's probably just like, no, no,
0: no, I'm not gonna. Who's going to make me?
1: We're not switching. Yeah, you're going to come here. You're going to (laughs) fly to to the game in Boston and and change the call because I'm not changing. it. I mean, Joe West,
0: West. 100% success rate. (laughs) But
1: to to, to talk about that play, I've never heard on the transfer for a drop third strike. I've heard that for, like, for double plays. I've heard that for other things. But it really was on the transfer. Like, he caught it, was going back into his hand and it was, pulling it out. And It was
0: such out. a blatant miscall. call. I couldn't believe it. And it, it just like – no one did anything. They
1: just kept playing. It was like a two Mississippi. But the flip side of it, give the Yankees credit and also give Adam Adovino no credit because that call sucked. I agree. Like he got away with a hanger to judge before he fouled out that slider that was center cut, center cut. And I was thinking, man, that should have gone 500 feet. And A Rod goes, Oh, that was a gift. And then you had maybe two pitches later after he struck him out. I agree, and it's unfair, it sucks. But then he grooves a fastball right down the middle. A judge cranks it I the agree. next at bat he grooves another hanger and Stanton obliterates like he couldn't have floated a better pitch for Stanton to hit as hard as he could I'm not saying that it it justifies the bad call and who knows how everything would have shaken out but who knows if if Stanton wouldn't have hit a nuke the next at bat maybe they pitch around him maybe not I don't know but Adovino was hanging those things man like he was hanging
0: them and that's the thing with Adam Adovino Adam Adovino former Yankee I've watched millions of appearances where he just goes out and blows it because he's hanging that slider and it's a frisbee it's disgusting it has one it moves i think more than most sliders in baseball in terms of horizontal movement it's one of the widest ranging sliders in baseball but he has a tendency it's not that hard of a slider where the point where it's breaking so late and you have to make a decision it seems like, and I'm not in the box, but it seems like it's very easy to pick up. You know that it's going to curve around the knee. Like, you know, it's going to yeah. curve around the hip and it's just about waiting for it and cranking it. And that's what it was looking like the Yankees would do. That's why I think you and I have had the same fear with the Red Sox is that who is going to come in and shut down ball games for this team?
1: their most reliable guy was ironically the guy they stole from the Yankees, Garrett Whitlock, who I loved in the rule five. And I didn't think he was going to be this good. And you know, that's the guy that was probably their most reliable. He's gone. And I I tweeted this earlier today. I I just can't believe that Heim bloom looked at that bullpen and he's like, all that we need is Hansel Robles. That's all this needs. If the Red Sox had a bullpen, they're scary. They're scary. I, I, I think that's one of the main things. I think the starting pitching, you know, we, we can talk about the, you know, advanced metrics. I think Erod, we both agree, is better than he's pitching, regardless of where you stand on Erod. And Ivaldi has been really good this year overall. And Chris Sale, when he's healthy, he's Chris Sale. Like, they have the offense. They have pieces. It, it just really, for me, I was shocked that they're like, you know what? Let's go get Kyle Schwarber. Like, why yeah. did you need Kyle Schwarber? I know they didn't give up that much for him, but I'm just thinking, like, why? Like, I
0: was just about, about to say why get Kyle like what what does Kyle Schwarber change for your team He's I guess he has a lefty most of their good hitters are that those right-handed bats so I guess it balances uh, yeah. out the lineup I guess but yes but why didn't you go get Richard Rodriguez from the Pirates of the deadline he wasn't that expensive
1: Yeah, he was it wasn't terrible like Could you have... even if you wanted to go cheaper go get an expensive reliever in terms of price pay for the contract because that's why they got Schwarber for so cheap they ate his contract so Go do that with a reliever. You could have found some other candidates to do that. I was very surprised by that. And I think Bloom did an amazing job in free agency. Kike Hernandez, great oh, yeah. signing. Uh, Renfro, even better signing. He did some good things. Uh, but that doesn't exempt him from pretty much just, just doing nothing at the deadline. And the Red Sox, similar, not quite to the Yankees' ability there, had a lot of prospects break out this year and have good years. They probably could have sold high on and got some pieces. Yankees did it. I'm just surprised the Red Sox didn't even on a lesser degree, but you know, I'm sure you're not too upset about it and uh, we'll see how it plays out. But to me, I think the Yankees, I said it before, I I said it before the series, if you remember, I said, I think the Yankees eke it out and I think the Blue Jays eke it out. And I think the Red Sox are going to be the team that doesn't make the playoffs. It's looking like it's going to be hard for the Jays, but I'm holding out hope that the Jays can, can get their way in there just because I think it's good for baseball to have that team out there. They'll, they'll be so much fun.
0: And we're about to break down the remaining schedules because, like we said, we have one week left, and I think it's going to be one of the most competitive weeks in baseball we've seen in the past decade. But before, I want to ask you this question. It's one of those classic player A versus player B versus player C comparisons. And now we're at the tail end of the year, so we can do something like this. So, Aram, I'd like to read to you three players, and you tell me, who you'd rather have offensively this season. Okay. Player A has a 277 batting average, a 359 on base, a 520 slugging, a 139 wrc plus, 34 home runs, a 26.8% k rate and an 11% walk rate and a 373 woba. That's a lot of numbers so I'm just going to do player A versus player B and then I'll we'll get to player C after. Player B also is hitting 277, seven points less in on base percentage at 352, 12 points higher in slugging at 532, six points less in WRC plus, a 133, 35 home runs, so one more, a 21.7% strikeout rate, which is 5% less, but then he's at a 9.6% walk rate which is 1.4% less, and then a 371 WOBA, which is two points less. So to recap, player A and player B, same batting average, player A slightly better non-base, player B slightly better in slugging, player A takes the cake in WRC+, player B one more home run, player A strikes out more but also walks more and has a better WOBA.
1: So you're setting me up to say player A, and then I'm going to be pissed at who player A is, I'm feeling. But these numbers, it seems like in the range of, uh, I don't know who it would be. But These are two
0: really good offensive seasons.
1: Defenses, are we throwing defense out the window right now?
0: We're throwing defense out the window at the Got moment. It. But let's assume, let's assume that player B is better defensively. Ooh, that makes it really tough. Yes.
1: That makes it really tough. And base running uh, stolen base
0: is not a factor. Either of these guys, not really a factor for either of them. Player B is great. not their game.
1: I, I did. I, I, to me, I always say no two strikeout rates are the same. And if you walk uh, to offset those strikeouts, to me, that's just as valuable. I'm going to lean player a, Okay. Uh, tell me, tell me, it's not going to be Kyle Tucker. He only has 28 jacks. I love Kyle Tucker though. Um, who, who is it then? Because I would lean player A marginally um, at, with like small things potentially differentiating the two.
0: So I will give you player C before I give you everybody else. So, and you said player A, so I'm going to compare player C to player A. So player C has a better batting average, 299, a better on base by nine points, a uh, 15-point less slugging percentage. Okay. He has 11 less home runs, six points less in WRC plus he strikes out 8% less, but he also walks one and a half percent less. And he has the same WOBA as player B, which is two points less than player A. Do you even go over that one again? No, I I, dude, I is it weird that I kind of like player C <laughs> it's not weird at all. Cause player C walks, I mean, strikes out the least percent at 18.8, but he also walks the least amount as well. He has a 133 WRC plus, which is six points lower, but he does hit for a higher average and he does get on base more, but he has 11 less home runs.
1: Is that going to be like a Ryaz
0: or something like that?
1: (laughs) Like something brutal.
0: Um, These are three marquee names. Marquee names. Marquee names. I'm not tricking you and like, oh, this player is so underrated. These are three marquee names.
1: Honestly, player B can take a hike. I'm leaning player A or player C uh, in this one. And I just like – there's something about just the bat-to-ball skills there. I'm feeling good about player C if I'm moving forward with them. Uh, It depends where my team is at. I'm going to lean player C just because I like the bat-to-ball skills, low K rate. The walk rate doesn't take that much of a dip, which I like – Eleven less homers, but the slugging is there. So they're hitting doubles. They're they're productive. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean player C, and I'm assuming that's gonna be somebody on a sh- shitty team that's just getting it done. So I would assume that player C is on a bad team would probably walk more on a better team. That's my assumption. I'm gonna go
0: with player C. Player A is Giancarlo Stanton. <laughs> okay. Player B is Rafael Devers.
1: And then C is going to be uh, Cedric Mowens, huh? Xander Bogarts.
0: No way. So, Giancarlo Stanton has had a fantastic offensive season this year, up to par with some of the best hitters in baseball. Not only that, he just made Yankees history. He's one of four with at least three home runs and 10 RBIs in any three-game span versus the Red Sox. That's Giancarlo Stanton, that's Mickey Mantle, that's Lou Gehrig, and that's Babe Ruth. Giancarlo Stanton deserves way more love because not only was he clutch in the playoffs not too long ago, but he's having a fantastic season this year. He's been healthy, and he will be a huge reason why we could go far in the playoffs if he performs.
1: Oh, I agree, man. I that was my dark horse MVP guy.
0: Exactly. I um, knew you'd love that one.
1: Yeah, I you know, he, he when he's healthy and he's locked in, he's he's as good as anybody. He really is. I uh, I didn't realize Honestly, I don't know why I haven't looked at his numbers. Like that that should have resonated right. with me. But what's interesting is is the 34 home runs is, you know, usually he's more in the 40 plus range when he's healthy for a whole season. But the fact that he's been able to maintain production despite that, the fact that he's kept the K rate pretty much in check uh, is, is pretty interesting. I think it's it's a testament to what he can do when he's healthy and he's feeling good. And uh, I would like to see him walk a little bit more. I, I think 11% is low for him over the last however many years. I think he's never been that low. But um, if he walks a little bit more, I, he, he's really – taking a lot of pressure off of himself to have to hit 40 jacks every single year. He could hit 35 and still have a great
0: year. I mean, he, he is in the top 20 in baseball in WRC plus. I think he's 18th currently. If I had told you Giancarlo Stanton would be top 20 in WRC plus at the end of the year, you would have probably told me I'm crazy. I, I, I was in, <laughs> you only, were only, in. Because, and only because I'm talking to someone who probably wouldn't day. have said that, but, but I think, it's I, think I think a lot of community.
1: people would have, they would have said, ah, yeah, he hits home runs. He's going to strike out a lot. He's only going to play 110 games. Yeah, we'll, you know, we'll see where he finishes. I just yeah, so. felt
0: people are giving up on Stanton. Do not give up on this man. Oh, uh, he's, too, he's, too, he's too gifted. He's too gifted. And uh,
1: what I like, though, is, is a lot of the numbers that you pointed out is he's more he seems like more of a complete hitter now. Um, and and really? something as simple as where he's focusing, which I thought was interesting that they talked about on the last broadcast, he's put his brim down and he's just zeroed in on, on the pitcher more than ever before, just really focused on a specific spot. I thought that was kind of interesting. And sometimes it's little things like that, that, that make a difference for a guy. Uh, and we know for Stanton, it's always been about the pitch rack, the sliders yep. uh, breaking yep. down and away. Uh, sure. So hey, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm happy for Stanton. I like him. I've always loved him, you know, as, as a Marlins fan, watching him come up in 2010, uh, it was, it was always great to watch him just continue to develop. And uh, it's cool to see him do this because I think the war numbers will be thrown off because he's not playing defense, but if he was playing defense, he'd be up there probably having one of his better seasons he's had uh, in his career besides the MVP season with the Marlins and uh, maybe one other, he's having his best season as a Yankee. And it's not, it's not close unless maybe you look at his first year and that's it.
0: That's where I did some stat cherry picking. I got to be honest because stanton has got a 2.6 war and Devers and Bogarts are near five, both of them. So. That's the problem when they play. Defense. There's a DH versus a shortstop and a third base. Yeah. But, but what I was saying is like Zander Bogarts has not been good defensively at shortstop. Rafael Devers has not been that great defensively no, at third base. Not, yeah. So it's not, not like saying being... that they should DH like Stanton should, and they are obviously better defenders than Stanton is in general, but I think it goes, it should be noted that as hitters, Xander Bogarts is commonly known as one of the best hitting shortstops in baseball at the most premium position. And Rafael Devers, I think, Everyone and their mother would call him a top five third baseman, no doubt. And his defense is a problem. A and little. his defense is a problem. So that's where Stanton stacks up this year. He's been incredibly impressive. So we and got a lot of Laura stuff. It gets to weird. We got a lot more to break into, Mr. Layton. Currently, when we're looking at the AL wildcard race, when I said this could be one of the most competitive weeks of baseball we have seen in the past decade, the New York Yankees are 89 and 67. The Red Sox are 88 and 68. The Blue Jays are 87 and 69. The Mariners, 86 and 70. The Athletics, 85 and 71, all within a four game block of each other. Now, the Jays and the Yankees play an incredibly important series that starts today. And then the Jays go to play the Orioles, while the Yankees have to go play the Rays. The Red Sox, all they have to go play is the Orioles and the Nationals. And the Mariners. And the A's play each other starting Monday. That goes through Wednesday. And then the Mariners play the Angels. And the A's play the Astros. So what that shows me is that that Yankees-Jays series, I think whoever really wins that series will be one of the wild card spots. I don't even know if that's fair to say. But that's just how it feels like to me. Like if the Yankees go in and sweep the Blue Jays, they are a wild card team. The oh Blue yeah, they're, they're, in. they're in. The Yankees control team. their own destiny at this point. I think really. kind of every team does really too. Yeah. Because the Red Sox, they have no excuse. They go to play the worst team in the American League. And then they go to play one of the l- worst teams in the National League in the Washington Nationals. I, I, and I said, I predicted... A couple of weeks ago, I think the Yankees and the Red Sox will make it because I think that the Yankees will end up beating the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays did not look impressive against Minnesota. And now they have to go play the Yankees. The Yankees are coming off a sweep with all the momentum. And we know the Yankees with their momentum. I think they'll come in and stomp all over the Blue Jays. Right. I think you're going to see the Yankees and the Red Sox. But I want to give some credit to the goddamn Mariners. To the goddamn Mariners. Look at them, hey. bro. That was a that enough? was a
1: staff staff debate today, right? They don't make any sense. They don't at all. Uh, how the hell? Like we we are talking about the, the Jays, Boston, and New York, but Seattle is two games out. I was looking at it this morning, and I'm like, wait a second here. Like yep. it's unlikely that they pull this off, but like they're in it. They're in it. They're in it. If they get hot here. Uh, Over the last handful of games, which they are already hot. They are very hot right now. And they are able to keep pulling out these wins against Oakland, effectively eliminating them. And then they play three games against the Angels who, you know, unless Shohei's on the mound, I'm just not worried about them whatsoever. Let's say they take two out of three and two out of three. I'm assuming they're both three game series like there's a chance they get in because the Yankees are going to be beaten up on the Blue Jays or the Blue Jays are going to be beaten up on the Yankees. They could slide in with one last spot there. And if I'm, if I'm the Mariners, I'm probably hoping that the Yankees sweep the Jays. I am too. I I think that's the most, it, it, it almost becomes like confusing of what you're rooting for. But at that point, if I'm a Mariners fan, or if I want, if I want the Mariners to get in, Yankees are a game up. Every game matters at this point. So I'm saying Yankees, just just obliterate the Jays, sweep them. Now, all of a sudden, it's an even playing field. I think you'd you'd have all these teams within a game of each other, and you just have to hope that the Red Sox fall apart, which you just got swept at home at Fenway to your division foe. Who knows how the Red Sox respond to this? I I think that this could be a possibility for the Mariners. I think they're obviously the, the furthest out, but it's not crazy at all. And it, I don't even know how they're doing this, though. Like, what are they good at? I, 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 we are talking about, like, team chemistry. They, they it, must it's got to be love team each other chemistry. Because they, love
0: each other. Would they have to love each other. We even talked about when Kendall Graveman cried after getting traded from a third-place Mariners team. Mm-hmm. And no disrespect to the Mariners, but I've, I have i would have never thought the Astros. that, you got that being with World the Series Mariners team. would be so impactful and going to a contender would be so terrible. But that should go to show you how... That clubhouse must have something special in it. And we talked about the rotation. I kind of like the rotation. It's all a bunch of pretty good pitchers, kind of similar to the A's. I feel like the rosters actually are kind of comparable in a way. Just a lot of above average guys who all know their roles, who are all doing it correctly, and there's no I guys. No, it's just well, that's, a bunch of pretty good players who know their role, who know how to play the game of baseball. It's honestly and, just impressive to watch.
1: And that's really huge. And that's something I talk about. With, and you're going to you know, have Jeff on the show with Jack soon, Jeff Conine. Um, and this is going to be a great conversation to have, whether the Mariners make it or not. Because you know, Jeff being on the 03 Marlins team and the 97 Marlins team, both teams that won the World Series, he said the, the consistent aspect of both of those squads was the, the team chemistry. Mm-hmm. Uh, 97 was built to win. The, the Marlins did pony up and spend some money to, to win. Wayne Heisinger, the owner at the time, Uh, wanted to see what would happen if he put good product on the field. But '03. 3 I mean, in hindsight, good team at the time, a bunch of young guys similar to the Mariners with some veterans that all just got along. And what I like about the Mariners' side of it, and and Jeff says this too because he was on that Mets team that that blew a seven-game lead with 17 to go, and he just said the clubhouse was divided. It was a horrible atmosphere, and uh, everybody just kind of fell apart. Like, that matters a ton, and you can't quantify that in, in any numbers. You can't quantify that and run differential or any of those things. And I, I think that's what is really special about this Mariners team. What I look at a, across this whole squad though, is it's a bunch of dudes that have been overlooked for most of their career. Yep. And I feel like they all relate to each other probably very well. Like a Mitch Haniger that was overlooked for a lot of his career, 35 jacks is here. I, I think Kyle Seager's has always kind of been that star guy, but has faded out of that. Even though he has the big contract, nobody looks at Kyle Seager like a star. He's kind of got a chip on his shoulder. Ty France chip on his shoulder. Dylan Moore, same story. J.P. Crawford, once a top prospect, humbled. Like, these are all guys that are similar in that regard. And I think there's something there. Not to mention that they, they don't have Kyle Lewis. Like, nope. <laughs> that, that's a guy that was you know, the rookie of the year. like Rookie Kyle of the year. Not, not there the entire year. Uh, and then you look at the pitching side. It's a bunch of the same thing. Chris Flexen passed around, ignored. Uh, nobody really believed in him. Drew Steckenrider, overlooked. Nobody cared about him. Uh, it's just a bunch of guys like that. Uh, Paul Seawald, like what? <laughs> Paul Seawald. Uh, that's the thing for me that it's just, they all have this chip on their shoulder and they own it. I think they love that persona and it's, it resonates a lot with what Jeff has told me about that. Oh, three team. When they were going into New York in Oh three to play one of the scariest teams you'll ever see uh, with the Yankees, they were like, Screw it, man. Like, we're, we're rolling. We always find a way to win. And you know, if we lose, everyone thinks we're going to lose. If we win, we, so we shock the world. We're playing with the house's money. And I feel like the Mariners are playing with the house's money.
0: Talking about house's money, the most profitable team this season as an underdog in gambling is the Seattle Mariners. Yeah. That just goes to show There's, it's not luck. It's not random. There's got to be something deep there. I mean, all Mariners fans thought they were giving up on the season when they traded away Graveman and they got Diego Castillo. And ever since, Diego Castillo has been dominant for the Mariners too.
1: Fantastic.
0: So Jerry DiPoto, people are saying he's building a fantasy team. Something's working. And in Seattle, we've talked about how much we love their farm system. This is only the beginning. So Seattle, if you're listening to this, get fired up. Yeah. You might not make it this year but this is just the start of what should be a long and fruitful 2020s decade for the Seattle Mariners.
1: We're talking about the damn Seattle Mariners on September 28th. Think about that. That's Think about a that. That's a win. I'm not a big moral victory guy, consolation prize guy. It's September 28th. We're still talking about the Mariners. They're still playing meaningful games. Every game might matter down to the last one and Nobody expected that. We were expecting the Mariners to be sneaky good. And by yeah, sneaky but- good, we were thinking, oh, maybe they finish around 500. And maybe they can flirt with high 70s. And, I mean, they've, they've smashed that. Uh, so, you know, tip of the cap to the Mariners. They're a lot of fun. I always love watching those games before bed and the West Coast games. And uh, uh, I'm really hoping that we can see Jared Kalnick continue to uh, heat up and put it together a little bit. All of a sudden, he's got 14 homers. Uh, seems like he's starting to, to break out of it a little bit. Um, I would have loved to have seen what they'd look like with, with Kyle Lewis, but at the same time, it's given us a chance to see Jake Fraley. And Fraley's been inconsistent, but he's a lot of fun to watch defensively, and he's given them some value too. And they've just got a ton of role players that that get the job done. So I'm excited. I would not mind seeing them sneak in there, but realistically, for our sake and for the excitement of baseball, it'd be better if it's one of the three AL East teams uh, yeah. that make it, or two of the three AL East teams. But Mariners will be, fine. Would
0: one be fun one of the things about Jake fraley that you mentioned him before we go, and I want to shout out Jake fraley jake fraley i I've been betting on baseball all season bet murder. there have been so many games, not even a bet murder, just it, if I need a big catch for the Mariners, he's there robbing a home run if i need if I bet against the Mariners and I need the other team to get ahead. He makes a big catch. I don't know how many times I've seen this season Jake Fraley make an insane robbing catch an insane diving catch and it's always to save the game Jake Fraley just out here being a defensive wizard when you need it he's nasty he's He's nasty nasty. and the reason we aren't talking about the NL wild card as much is because the St. Louis Cardinals are unbeatable they've won 16 goddamn games in a row and now it's not even a competition anymore there's a week left in the season and the closest team to the Cardinals is the Reds who are five and a half out it's going to be either the Dodgers or the Giants, and I think the Giants are going to hold hold the Dodgers off to win that division. I hope so. And I think it's going to be the Dodgers versus the Cardinals. You're going to see Adam Wainwright versus either Max Scherzer or Walker Buehler, and people are going to ask for my pick on that game. And I'm sure shit. I don't know what to pick. I don't. I, there's no way of betting against the Cardinals, but there's just no goddamn way of betting against the Dodgers either. I don't know what to
1: do. That's a sketchy one. That's a sketchy one. I, I, the way Scherzer's been pitching, man. And I know we're, we're going to lead right into the NL Cy Young discussion now, but Wayno, I love Wayno. What he's done this year has been incredible. Like absolutely, absolutely incredible. But at the same time, Wayno against that Dodgers lineup. Man, I know. Like,
0: and a team I, that notoriously I, I just beats up on to, right-handers. Yeah.
1: Like I wrote an ode to Wayno. Like I, I, I'm so pumped about what he's done this year. And if he gets shelled for 25 earned runs – in the wild card game this year would still be absolutely incredible for him. Agreed. But the the thing is, is you're looking at Max Scherzer who's seven and oh, and ten starts uh with the Dodgers, an ERA in the ones right with with the Dodgers. I think it's and, like in the zeros. Isn't it like
0: zero at, nine or something or I one? Think he might have just went over close. one. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. It was zero seven out. eight before his last start, which he gave up like what three or four runs.
1: Yeah. Uh, he's such a psycho too, like in the best way possible, an absolute psychopath that in a one game playoff, I just think he's going to lock in so hard. Yeah. Regardless. I'm so excited to see that. I hope you get that. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if, if Adam Wainwright's going with Scherzer, like out for out. Oh, that'll be fun. That'll gonna, be fun. What like, I'll say though, is, is the Ori or the Oreo, the Cardinals, wrong bird. Uh, the Cardinals offense they could just come out freaking swinging and, and put up a five spot in the first and the Dodgers will be shocked and be like a deer in headlights. Like look at Tyler O'Neill, Look at <laughs> freaking Tyler <laughs> O'Neill. These guys could put up a five spot. And then all of a sudden, wh- what do you do if you're the Dodgers? Wayno has five runs. He settles in. He's like, okay, I don't need to throw a perfect game. I, anything can happen. The way this offense has looked, I, I wouldn't want to play the Cardinals in a one game playoff. Hell
0: no. Hell, Hell no. no. Hell no. I don't want to. It's going to be scary, and before we, we – we got to talk about the NLCI Young race, and we're going to talk about it in a second, but you your prediction was Yankees-Blue Jays, and I think it was on the premise that you thought the Yankees and the Blue Jays were the two best teams.
1: It's going to be hard with the – But the now schedule. it's going to be hard
0: with the scheduling because the Yankees play the Blue Jays. Yeah. So now you have another term for prediction. What do you think it will end up as now?
1: Yeah, I mean, is there? A, I'm like trying to do the math in my head. Like, is there a way? Let's say the Blue Jays take two out of three, and then the Yankees win the other three ball games. Like, they the could, the could Get it? It would be tough. It would be tough. I, I think the safest pick is the Red Sox and the Yankees. But I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll and say the Jays find a way to make it happen. I got to stick to my punches. You brought up a good point, though. I definitely didn't even think about the scheduling and that. It's crazy how that matters at the end. that's it why it, it seems like the games don't matter in the middle of the year but they all add up they the all same add up. Um, And that game that you you know Chapman blew by giving up two jacks in the middle of June that co- that counts the same as this one game against the Blue Jays tomorrow or you know whatever it is so it's like that, that's that's the really tough part about it but I'm gonna stick with it just because if, if they magically pull it out and I'm like, oh I went back on it I'm gonna be pissed. so I'm rolling with it but realistically, it. Red Sox Yankees and I think that'll be a blast. But Blue Jays, Yanks, that'll be fun too. Uh,
0: I I genuinely think after this whole season, looking back, all the games we've watched, I do think the Blue Jays are a better team than the Red Sox.
1: I agree, Uh, especially now. And Now that they go get Jose
0: Barrios. I low-key think this Blue Jays roster is better than the Yankees as well. I will go out and say that as well. Next year, think about it.
1: Vlad gets better every year. Yeah. Uh, Bichette gets better every year. Uh, all of these guys, these young dudes, are getting better and better. Ringer, Kirk, Oscar,
0: Kirk, and then Manoa you
1: better every Noah.
0: year. Noah, I mean Pearson's even going to be better next year. I mean, I don't know how much better, but he's going to be better.
1: He might close. I, I, and, and speaking of the, the Cardinals game, by the way, something that I'm expecting that makes me a little bit more optimistic: Wayno on a short leash, Jack Flaherty is the piggyback. You now don't think you might have a shot.
0: is it going to be an all-out war like that, though? Do you think, think they'd so. save think Flaherty all, for Game One of a series? You think it's just all-out war?
1: All hands on deck.
0: I love it. Yeah, I, I, I think. About, what if? What if it's just like Scherzer that Bueller comes into? Like yeah, everyone, the whole is. thing is like, screw it. Let's just. It's like you're playing the show. This is a one game to decide the fate of humanity. Let's <laughs> let's put out our best team. That's what it is. Basically. That's basically what the wild card is anyway. So the NL Cy Young race, go. The NL Cy Young race, Corbin Burns versus Max Scherzer. We've talked about it. It's as close as possible. Who you got?
1: So analytically speaking, I have like a push and pull, like the demon on the uh, devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other. Because I, on the analytics side, you look at Corbin Burns' season, whether it's pitch data, whether it's war, whether it's any FIP, anything. It's one of the most impressive seasons I've ever seen in my life. And, and the surface level stats are phenomenal as well. But when he's leading all of Major League Baseball in WAR, I think it's a 7.9, 7. It's it's absurd. Absurd. Uh, and you look at the numbers. His FIP is one point five, fielding independent independent pitching, which is we both agree is is a more
0: accurate tale usually than ERA. I like them. Um, I just they, like, they balance each I don't other. I love when we're evaluating person on a season looking at their X something.
1: No, no, no. Like no, yeah.
0: I okay. I think we, FIP and ERA factored numbers other out. just got it wrong. I, but yeah. I love FIP. I love. Yeah, FIP. They, I they
1: balance each other out really well and the ERA is phenomenal. It's only point it's a, it's a hundredth of a place from uh Scherzer. So it's like 2.28 versus 2.29. And then the FIP as 1.56, which is a full 1.00 better than the next best and is half of the seventh best. Wow. Think about that. Wow. It's half of the FIP of the seventh best player pitcher in baseball. So th- to me, it's like, he's having one of the most dominant seasons we've ever seen from a pitcher in the last maybe 10, 15 years. And it has just been otherworldly on the flip side, Max Scherzer uh, is leading the league in whip is leading the league in a lot of different categories, ERA marginally. And the, the storyline there of going to a, a, the defending champs and instantly becoming their ACE on a rotation that has another Cy Young finalist in Walker Bueller and another guy that will be floated in some back-end votes with Julio Arias. The fact that he just comes in and is instantly their best pitcher, and by a good margin, the narrative's there. If he wins the Cy Young, he becomes one of just a handful of pitchers to have four or more, which is the likes of Clemens, Maddox, Randy Johnson, uh, Steve Carlton, and I think I'm missing one more. That is just special. And as much as we like to pretend that the narrative doesn't matter, and we're looking at it individual case by case, it matters. And I think that voters, writers, I think they're going to lean towards the future Hall of Famer who's 37, who's gone to the defending champs and has helped take them across to this other level, this other dimension that they weren't able to reach. Where where are the Dodgers if they don't get Scherzer? They're in the playoffs, but they're not nearly as good. They're not even close to the Giants, in my opinion. And we're talking about them in probably the wild card hunt of, you know, they're in the first spot, but they're not 20 games up of everybody else. Like, it, it's a different story. So I lean Scherzer because that's what I think is going to happen. But individually speaking, what Corbin Burns has done in a hitter's park, to only give up six home runs in a hitter's park, is just the craziest thing I've ever seen. And if Burns doesn't get it this year because he's going against a future Hall of Famer, it, Burns will get his. He'll get his. Uh, but I mean, regardless, tip of the caps to Corbin.
0: I think you summed that up pretty much perfectly. I mean, I don't really have anything else to add. I agree. I think if we're looking at who had the better season, I think it is Burns. But Scherzer does lead in volume. He has more innings. He's had more starts this year. And that matters because if Corbin Burns had two more starts, I mean, who knows what he would have done, but I don't think we can, that's not going to be the deciding factor. I think that's just one more point that can yeah. be said in the race.
1: Yeah. If it was like 30 innings then I'd be like, mm.
0: but it's really not that much. It's Scherzer's technically winning half. and winning, winning and winnings, winning in innings, but it's not to the point where it's like, Oh, Scherzer through 250 and Burns threw 150, now we're evaluating. Now Scherzer and Burns, I don't think either will get to 200 innings, which is also kind of also interesting. There's only a couple pitchers who really threw 200 innings this year, and that used to be a staple for an ace, and that has to be attributed to the lack of stamina from a 60-game COVID season.
1: And just the shortened, the way it is now, you go five innings, you go six innings, that's it. My favorite part about this is the two guys that have had 200 innings this year, one is 40 years old, Adam Wainwright. The other guy is like notorious. Oh, he'll never stay healthy. Zach Wheeler. So mm-hmm. I just, I love that side of it. Also one last thing on the Cy Young, uh, just whole situation in the NL too is Corbin Burns. From the analytics standpoint, you look at that and you're like, okay, that's the most incredible individual season I've seen in a while. The weird thing is I think Scherzer has some weird outliers in his numbers. So this was something I was looking at today. And I was like, why are his, his advanced numbers are still really strong, obviously, but he has given up a weird amount of home runs, Twenty, has 21 or 23, I believe this year. But he also leads the league in hits per nine innings in terms of being the best in that regard. So 19.4%, listen to this, 19.4% of the hits he's given up this year are homers. Oh. How does it even make sense? That just takes all of your, your FIP and it takes all of those advanced stats and just like, confuses the shit out of them so like what he's doing this year is so bizarre he leads the league in hits per nine which is the the, the one thing you want pitchers to do don't give up hits and strike guys out he's doing the best at both of those besides burns with the strikeouts but he's not giving up any hits a full hit less per nine than corbin burns but corbin burns has given up a quarter of the homers so that's why the advanced metrics are like spinning in my head because it's like he's not giving up hits your jaws dropped right now but Seriously. 20% almost of the of the hits he's giving up are leaving the yard. It's just there's not a lot of
0: hits. I'm trying to live comprehend that. It, it's, it's incomprehensible. It's crazy. I'm almost like I'm trying to compare to a Garrett Cole outing in a way because, like, this can be a guy who goes six innings, four hits, two runs, and you're like, okay, he had a decent day. But he really threw two bad pitches. Yes. And gave up two home runs. Yes. and but he throws 99, and he throws at the top of the zone, and it's he's challenging you on purpose because he wants you to make contact. He wants to go after you. Burns, he's backdooring cutters. Nothing is middle. Everything is moving. That's not his game. Scherzer and Cole, their game, we're, we're going at you with I'm power and you. stuff, and we're going to throw with And occasionally we will give up a home run. So it's almost different philosophies of pitching where – scherzer and they could look more dominant but burns over a long period of time i'm like live trying to well i can tell you it's this so hard max scherzer doesn't give a
1: shit about his fit yeah you know he, they,
0: they, none of those guys could give a shit it's like the
1: era you know they're looking at his era he's like okay i'm i'm not giving up runs right now mm-hmm. so and and normally i'm like okay yeah it's indicative of of you know what we can expect like scherzer's not worried about his fit because he knows what he is what he yeah. is is a hall of famer and a top 15 pitcher of all time so he's like okay yeah if i'm giving wait, up the wait, run, wait. All,
0: Top 15 of all time, you'd say?
1: Uh, no, we're going to have to save that one for the next episode.
0: That's just like, that's nuts. Is he really um, Is he really uh, top 15 all
1: time? I think by the time he's done, after this year too, especially, I, I think he's there. Wow. I think he's there. Well, think about it. If he gets this Cy Young, yeah, he's in the conversation with Greg Maddox, Randy Johnson, C.
0: No, Goulton, I'm coming around to him, it. Roger no, I'm coming Clemens. around to it. And he's Kershaw's not done. He's, not, he's I,
1: about to go get, go get like a two-year $50 million deal or something like that, or like two-year $70 million, whatever he's going to get.
0: Kershaw's like, top 10, right?
1: Kershaw. Yeah. I mean, Verlander is
0: right there. Yeah.
1: I I put him, I put Scherzer above both those guys. Call me crazy. Wow. Wow. But, but how about Kershaw's seven year stretch? We tweeted, I tweeted those numbers out. I
0: Kershaw. And then people always have to be like, Oh, I have Kershaw over Scherzer personally. I I would, I would have Kershaw over, over. uh, Would I have Kershaw over Verlander? It's tough. I don't know. You'd have to think about that one for a while.
1: But you know, what my big thing is is that I hate is like anytime you talk about Kershaw's greatness, it has to be undermined by the postseason right. struggles. Yeah. Yes, he has sucked at times in the postseason. He still has like a four two ERA. It's not like he's like yeah. giving up thirty runs per nine. It's not good, especially by his standards. But also, we can acknowledge his greatness without undermining it with like the oh he sucks in the postseason thing. And
0: a lot of it happens in a six inning. In the sixth inning, basically of those starts. He goes five scoreless, then gives up a big sixth inning where he gives up three or four runs. And like let's say he goes six innings and then he gives up a three-run home run in the sixth inning. That's six innings, three runs. That's a four-five ERA. And now he looks bad. But that doesn't that, you know, maybe the manager should have put him in better positions to win. Maybe you know, a lot of things can
1: bad spots through the years for sure.
0: Exactly. So let's break into the NLMVP race. And because I think it's a very similar discussion. Juan Soto and Corbin Burns, you are in one boat. Bryce Harper and Max Scherzer, it seems like you're in another boat. And it's the advanced analytics versus the counting stats. As a podcast, let's come together. And the narrative. And the narrative. Let's come together. Let's figure this out, and let's just go through what we think are the most important numbers. Juan Soto leads in batting average over over Bryce Harper by nine points. He leads in on-base percentage by 35 points. But Bryce Harper leads in slugging by 70 points. Bryce Harper has a five-point better WRC+. plus. He has five more home runs. He has a 5% lower walk rate, but he also strikes out about 8% more. Bryce Harper has a higher WOBA, and they basically have the same exact war. We both know that Juan Soto is the clear better defender than Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper has shitty routes, to say it simplistically. He's just straight up not that good out there. He has a really good arm, so we can have some highlights where you're like, oh, Bryce Harper just threw him out. He's a great defender. Bryce Harper is not a good defender. Juan Soto has vastly improved on his defense this year and is honestly one of the better defenders in right field in all of baseball. So now, then you break into the wins thing, whose team is better. Well, Bryce Harper's team is better. The Nationals also sold off all their guys while the Phillies went for it, and the Phillies still won't make the playoffs. So if they could, we, they could, they, they, could the NL but, East, they could
1: take the Braves. I, I agree. They're probably not going to make it, but they could catch not. the
0: Braves. If, if they do catch the Braves, Bryce Harper won the national league MVP. I agree. End of discussion. I
1: agree. I but and, in the greater if you chance, that that doesn't, in, if you don't factor that in, you're nuts. You're, nuts. It's, like, you're it, nuts. it's like, he, he, what would the Phillies be without Bryce Harper? Like they're also, not even
0: close to a playoff team. we should preface with that it's not that you're nuts for thinking that the argument is that you need to be an mvp you have to be on a good team i understand you're not nuts for thinking that that's a dumb argument you're no. just nuts if you think that won't factor into the voters yeah, and you're like course. this guy should just win regardless it's like you're nuts if you don't understand that voters care about that
1: well yeah it, it, it's, it's more so just like i think people When I say that, too, it's like I agree sometimes that the way we weigh these things can be a bit convoluted. But at the end of the day, what you and I are talking about is, one, what we think it should be, and then, two, what we think it's going to be. And sometimes those two things are very different, and people don't realize like that. What we're talking about is, like, you're nuts if you don't think that the Phillies making the playoffs will heavily bolster Bryce Harper's case in the eyes of the Riders, It will. It absolutely will. Whether you agree with that or not doesn't affect whether it's going to impact it. And that's the unfortunate thing. I think it should impact it though, because I do too. I don't, I think this Phillies team is pretty, pretty bad. Like I don't think it's good at all with Reese Uh, Hoskins out with Reese Hoskins out. I I just don't think it's a great team. I I don't like bad is extreme. I would say very average to slightly above average. And yeah, you know, your, your next best player right now in terms of war, is Gene Segura and JT Real Muto. Uh, Real Muto is your catcher. So as a good defensive catcher, obviously he's going to be up there in war, but he doesn't offer much protection in terms of hitting. Gene Segura is a contact first guy uh, that's played some of the best defense of his career this year. I, outside of that, you know, who are you scared of in the Phillies lineup? Right, are you scared of anybody in that lineup?
0: Brad Miller sometimes comes through.
1: <laughs> Brad Miller, yeah. Brad Miller's a dog. But like- Bell like, Herrera
0: <laughs> like, has some fantastic bat flips.
1: Yes. 3.13 um, on though. Yeah. Alec Bohm's in AAA. I wish. God, we were has talking a negative about that earlier. Four, is,
0: just a side note. Uh, and Alec Bohm has nothing to do with the Phillies conversation this year because he is in AAA. But, God damn it, I thought he was going to be good this year. Both thought, of us yeah. did. I really uh, – that one I'm, like, kind of pissed about for no reason. Just yep. a feeling. Like, I was just like, damn it. How did uh, – come on, Bohm? Yeah I, I was shocked honestly I he he was one of the safe guys for me I
1: mean I, I thought I, so I too a lot of dj in him uh me but too. you look at the rest of the roster man like that that's Aaron Noah has not been Aaron Noah this year uh no matter what you want to describe it <laughs> as he hasn't been Aaron Noah and and no one should argue that uh Wheeler has been phenomenal. Part of the only reason why they've been in it. So I look at that offense, man, like I'm just walking Harper and and not, not really worrying about it. The thing is, is I've said this so many times Harper's seeing like two pitches to hit and he's hitting them out. Juan Soto, he's seeing two pitches to hit and he's either hitting a double or, or taking it for a strike and then walking. Uh, And Soto has been running into more baseballs now and starting to hit for a lot more power. But I mean, the slugging percentages are just way different and you're seeing really good numbers for Soto because of how much he walks. And I think that's great. I think walking is phenomenal when your team is good. But when your team is not good, Bryce Harper doesn't want to walk. Yeah, He does not want to walk. He's going to take it if you give it to him. He's not going to expand the zone. But he wants to hit a home run because he knows that's the best way his team's going to score right now. Like I was talking about with the Yankees, who's going to step up? For the for the Phillies, it's like, Bryce, when are you going to hit it? Like, that's where they're at right now. And And for me, I look at it and I'm like, He is no, he knows that he's going to get two pitches to try to, to boost this team's offense. And and he does. it. And I just think he's just been too important. I, I, you can look at all the numbers you can dive into all of that. Just watching these two teams, the Nationals suck and Soto without Soto, they probably lose 155 games, but I, I just look at it. And I'm just saying Harper has put that team on his freaking back and they're still alive. And I mean, if they don't make the playoffs, I'm not upset with whoever it goes to. But no, but Harper's defense, if if he was playing Gold Glove defense, they have the same record. And and that's what it boils down to for me.
0: You're making me ponder, Arm, because it's like <laughs> I'm I look at the total year and I look at the advanced numbers. We're looking at all of them. All the Soto has had a better season. By the numbers. But I don't care. Yes. That's what I needed. That's I think I needed Bryce there. Harper is the MVP. I just think it. And the numbers are so goddamn close, except defensively. And you're right. Are the just Phillies, are the Phillies is walking so goddamn much? All of the advanced analytics. Love that, love that. But I if love you want to boil it down to the most important offensive statistic, which I think you and I would both agree is WRC plus, guess who's it, in front? Bryce Rice. and
1: Bryce is walking. Harper, he's walking, bro. He's still walking seventeen percent of the freaking time. Like that's he's a lot. Four thirty four on base and
0: three thirteen's
1: got more home runs. Third most walks. Third most walks. Uh, or third-highest walk rate, excuse me, Soto's number one. But look but at the I, but
0: But um, then I see that, like, one Soto has gotten 157 high fastballs, and he's only swung at one of them, and all the rest of them balls. Like, then yeah, you do shit crazy. like that to me where I'm like, this is the best pure hitter I've ever I, seen. I agree. He but is. then I'm like, wait a minute. Brett, like, this is this is impossible.
1: <laughs> he's Ted Williams minus the pilot skills. But But my point is, like, we're talking about most valuable player, most valuable player right now to his team this season is Bryce Harper because he's doing the damage for them. I, and I think Soto is kind of just like taking what's given to him. And he's like, we don't have to win every game. Like, I'm going to do my best. And I, 70, 70 slugging percentage points is a lot. It's a lot. And those 70 points to me are more valuable than you could put Andrew Jones in right field. How much better off are the Phillies right now with Andrew Jones playing right field? How many more wins do they have? Yeah. I don't and know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I, it's just where I don't know. But how about just simplify it? Juan Soto in right field for yes. the Phillies and defense. Just the defense. Offense it's Harper. The defense is Juan Soto. Yeah. Do the Phillies win any more games?
0: No. I don't think there's, so. There's no like shot. right field defense is not that impactful. No. But when so when we're looking at it, it's like well, yes, they favor Juan Soto. So it's like overall, like Juan Soto, Juan Soto. I mean, so even in war, answer? like even in war. Juan Soto's 6.7 to a 6.6. 6. So it's but, not that impactful defensively.
1: It, it, this is less about the numbers, though, and more about. No, I, like, I'm going back and do. forth.
0: I got so many different things. We're trying to connect the dots. There's so many goddamn dots. There's a lot of dots.
1: A lot of dots. Harper's my final answer. And Juan Soto will be one of the greatest hitters of all time. And it has nothing to do with him. I think what he's doing may even be more impressive, like from a pure hitter standpoint. Can but I'm I talk call... about the MVP?
0: Can I call Juan Soto the best pure hitter in baseball and then simultaneously call Bryce Harper the MVP this yes. year in 2021?
1: Yes, and that boils down the entire conversation. And Getting then, the can, I call, and then can I call Bryce Harper It's not undermining or or slighting Soto. We still think he's the best hitter in baseball. Most valuable player to his team this year though, Bryce Harper. That's my thought. And line. can I
0: say that Corbin Burns statistically probably had the better season, but I think Max Scherzer will win the Cy Young award? I agree with that too. And that one makes a little bit less sense to me, except
1: I agree. Yeah, I know. So, I, so take it up with the voters. We're just telling you what's going to happen before it happens. Like it's just what it is.
0: <laughs> well, we'll see you all on Friday. Jack, we'll be back. We got Monday night football to watch. I got to see if we're going to win this fantasy league, fantasy league, fantasy game against Jack McMullen. I got to beat him. I'm going to talk about it on Friday. We're in for a crazy week of baseball here, folks. Arm, you got anything to say before we head out? Uh, I
1: think this is going to be the best uh, down-to-the-wire type of regular season we've seen. We might even get a, a, a playoff game for the playoff game. So I'm, I'm pumped for it. I can't wait. And uh, I'm excited to be able to uh, share it with everybody here and get amped about it. God uh, damn it. this is gonna be fun man it's gonna be fun I'm
0: so fired up that's arm lane eight on twitter i'm at peter apple 23 go shoot us a follow on instagram oh. on tiktok at just baseball fans you can also find us streaming every wednesday and friday on twitch twitch.tv slash just baseball fans you can go watch the podcast on youtube at just baseball media go toss us a follow on twitter at just baseball media And if you're loving the Just Baseball show, we would greatly appreciate a five-star review and a written note. Let us know what you like. Don't like about the show if you are listening on Apple Podcasts.
1: Mostly like, though.
0: Did I forget anything? We also have a Discord. (laughs)
1: Yeah. That's it. That's it. We did it. All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys soon.
0: Thank you, everybody.